0: The painful sting of rejection comes for us all at some point, but when you have ADHD, that rejection mighty morphs into shame's final form, rejection-sensitive dysphoria, and burrows deep into your brain, body, and soul, waiting to gut-punch you with memories of your past failures around every corner. And if you say that description is dramatic, it will make me cry, so please don't! In this episode, we're exploring what RSD is and how it leads to perfectionism and people-pleasing pondering some of the theories behind why it happens to us, and sharing some of our personal RSD triggers, like being shushed or accidentally buying tall apples. Whether rejection-sensitive dysphoria is trauma, an ADHD trait, or a third thing, we know that the pain of it is all too real. So why not think about it a bunch this holiday season? After all, it's there with you always, so you might as well have a laugh about it with your two best buds
1: If you forgot why you came in this room or you're hypersensitive to touch, then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock, bitches stimming together. whoa i love it (laughs) there it is yeah Yeah. instead of you know people like great song your dad helped us right yeah people hate that one yeah yeah that's way
0: better ties into adhd yeah yep we're changing the song all right (laughs) simpler we're definitely not i like the song the simplest option is also to just leave what we have you know that's very
1: true out of simplicity we'll leave what we have okay
0: (laughs) just purely out of simplicity no other reason yeah and on that note welcome to weirds of a feather an adhd adjacent podcast i'm your host grace and i'm your host kristen grace yes i don't have a warm-up question oh what the fuck
1: but i have a comment a warm-up comment yeah okay guess who's back in town slash back on the counter
0: the boys are back in town back on the counter I don't know. Chef Santa. Oh, Chef Santa. He's back in town. Hell yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Remember Chef Santa? Oh my gosh. I forgot I, that Chef Santa was real. I thought yeah. it was just a, the song that we made up and I forgot oh, he's real. that we based the song on the physical Chef Santa. You went with me to get Chef Santa. I know. I took down the
1: Halloween decorations and put up the Christmas decorations. It's time. It's time.
0: Okay. Switch over. <laughs> just jump right over right. Thanksgiving.
1: Yep. And in, I forgot because we moved and I was like, I don't even know what's in
0: here. But my little box, uh, there he was, Chef Santa. Didn't Chef Santa also come about because you were convinced that there was a song called
1: Chef Santa no, already? It wasn't, it wasn't. There is a song. And it's not Chef Santa. There's a different song. Hey, Santa. Hey,
0: Santa. It's Hey, Santa. And it says, Hey, Santa. But I think hey you couldn't Santa. remember the words for the I longest time. And so you I were like, said, is it Chef Santa? <laughs> I convinced myself. I gaslit
1: myself <laughs> into thinking. And, and then we wrote a song called Chef Santa. Yeah. We
0: did. Chef Santa. I don't remember the words. Chef Santa. I don't either. We haven't written down. Mixing up a whole batch it's of love. love. I know, that's love. a line. Sending kisses from above. Yes. What a great line. It's all in there. It's in my But brain. Uh,
1: yeah, he's on my Sending
0: counter and above. he's in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in my dreams.
1: Um, yes. Yeah, so he's up on the counter. And then uh, Joann's and TJ uh, Max have a bunch of no holiday gnomes. Mm-hmm. gnome season and I've decided that this is my whole personality now is holiday gnomes and I love it yeah I held back I actually had a so because I got called out at TJ Maxx because I had a cart full of gnomes a cart full of gnomes and this (laughs) woman was like oh you got a lot of gnomes there and I was like yeah I saw one and I couldn't help myself and so I just I had to buy them all and she's like oh and I was like you're right this is way too many gnomes (laughs)
0: No, no such thing.
1: Uh, so I put a bunch back, but yeah. right now we have Chef Santa, who's yep. technically a gnome.
0: He's a big gnome.
1: Uh, you should see my Rainbow Sparkle Mega d- Gnome. Rainbow Sparkle Mega, like the the show Rainbow Sparkle. No, it's a oh. gnome, and it has like a pink furry base, and then a rainbow hat, Ooh. and it's like twice the size of Chef Santa. I love it. Towering. Yep, had to have it. It's not really holiday themed. I just was like, "This, you coming home with me? What's that? What's that TikTok?" you're coming home with me <laughs>
0: i don't know no oh no, my goodness I, don't know. I gotta get off TikTok. Um uh, yeah um also i should really uh finish a gnome piss fountain for you for the holiday season yeah i brought i started working on them again the other night but then i ran into immediately a problem of just not having the right type of glue so it's okay still held up but you know what i really want to get art takes time it does sometimes years yep that's fine yeah
1: um yeah, but right now, I these are plushy gnomes. They're soft to the touch and soft on your heart.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, congratulations, I guess, on that one. Welcome back, Chef Santa. We yep. are so glad to have so you. So excited. Yeah. I, I saw it. too. Oh my God, it's <laughs> Chef Santa. Where have you been? <laughs> so excited. Yeah, glad uh, he's coming back around.
1: Yeah, but uh, today we have like a... S- I don't. I'm not. Every episode is a special episode for me. (laughs) This one's about rejection sensitive dysphoria. Yes. But first, should we get into our little accomplishments? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Little
0: accomplishments, but big in our hearts. Yeah, yeah. So for my little accomplishment today, this morning, I took Lucy on a walk, even though it was really windy out and I didn't want to. There you go, I knew a, You're a she, good mom, she needed it, and also I knew it made me feel better Did getting me outside, getting in the sun, yes and no. I felt more energized after I got back and like calmed down, <laughs> but the wind just has a real hold on me. I hate when it's I fucking hate the wind so much, it's so like disorienting, and it's that weird temperature where it's like the smart it's, it's like almost fifty degrees here, which is weird for Maine in almost December, yeah, it snowed. Last week, yeah, it's real fun weather. Weather patterns what happened but it's (laughs) that thing where you it's kind of cold and brisk out when you go outside, so you like put on you know your jacket and your hat and whatever, and then you're walking very briskly, and then the sun comes out, and then you're like all of a sudden like bursting at the seams, so overheated. So that happened to me. So I was just like very disoriented and very overheated and upset. And then the wind was blowing, and then I was sniffly, and I didn't have a tissue on me. Just what yes, like, sleeves hate for hate outside sleeves no I didn't have the right sleeves on I had a jacket and also I really need to like I don't know I just need a good need a good blow when I'm in those situations <laughs> you know I can't keep don't sniffing we all? yeah and I don't like I don't like using my sleeves I think that's gross so but then I'm sniffing and then I like have my face hurts and I was just I was disgruntled but yeah. I did it and I'm here I'm proud of tell you the tale. there you go I yeah. remember living and you lived in
1: Boston too so you must remember this when you like go especially the when you're like downtown in between like the big big buildings yep. like any city and you like round a corner and the wind is just right that it like knocks you back. And yep. you're like, oh, my God,
0: <laughs> I'm getting out of the city I... <laughs> every single time. I'm like, I'm moving out of Boston. I... <laughs> you fucking like, I hate my life. I hate my life. Yes. And you have to like walk everywhere and you have right. to take the tea. And you and I both lived on the green line, which if you don't know Boston, it's like all the tea stops are outside. Not yeah. all of them, but a good chunk of them. The ones that we lived on are outside, yep. so you're not like waiting in a station. You're waiting on the side of the road. Yeah, I was outside snow.
1: more than I ever have been living in Boston than I have been in Maine.
0: Yeah, same. Like I don't
1: remember being outside for that long ever in all elements, like pouring rain. Yes, we we're cold. That yeah, was terrible. Heat. All right. Anyways, I want to hear your little accomplishment. Oh, I. Organize my wine collection,
0: Woo-hoo, Woo-hoo. I
1: guess. Yeah, because I, well, I had to, half of it was at, more than half of it, more than I knew was at my parents' house. And I was over there this weekend, and I was like, I'm taking this back before they're drinking, drunken, drunken, before they're gone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and because now I have a house, and it has storage, and I'm not in a tiny little apartment. And I was like, okay. And then I got back, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of wine here. And it was kind of like in shambles. So I organized it into, um, Alphabetical? no, I organized it by type. So I have my special occasion wine, like the wine I want to like save for very important occasions, the expensive bottle. And then I have the reds, which I realize I don't have like any Cabernets and I'm upset with myself. <gasps> the horror. I have one Cabernet because I drink them too quickly. But I have miscellaneous reds plus one, my one Cabernet, and then I have a whole case of Pinot Noir, and then I have, like, three whites and a bunch of rosé. <laughs> nice. So I surprised myself. I think in, in total it's about, like, 50 bottles. Holy shit. Which I know some wine collectors are like, Bleh. but we
0: got to get drinking. I don't know how many like big time wine collectors listen to this. I think most people would be like, holy shit, that's a lot of it's wine. It's a lot of wine. And it's all like I, I have such like a weird love-hate
1: relationship with it because I want to open it up and I want to share the wine. But it has to be with the right person. has to be the right night because I don't want to open up an expensive bottle for someone who isn't worth it yeah I get it. <laughs> well you know so like sponge worthy yeah well like with my mom she will drink a bottle of barefoot like it's you know a capri sun <laughs> and <laughs> it essentially is <laughs> right and and so then i i'm like here's like a nice wine that i you know personally picked out and i really like it and it goes with their meal and it's you know at least quadruple the price and and then it's just gone. And I'm like, okay,
0: cool. It's a chugging I, wine. it's
1: Yeah, it's it's like, and maybe this is me, but I'm like, no one's appreciating this wine. So I have my one wine friend, Melanie. And um, we've decided that unless it's like, I like to share with my family. I always think it's like a good move when you go over to like for like a dinner party and you bring a nice bottle of wine. But mm. Melanie is worse than I am. And we've both kind of like, discuss this that, like we hate sharing wine with other people other than ourselves like her and i can drink Me. wine together but no one else it. can
0: <laughs> well then stick to your little wine club yep yeah, <laughs> it's a private wine cr- club it's yeah. just us i don't want to be in it anyway it's just us yeah, yeah i know you don't us. even like wine i know yeah. so all right well congratulations yeah that's Thanks. quite the little accomplishment i love when you just get taken by this Sudden urge to just like do this thing that you're you've been yeah. putting off, or you're just like I should do that at some point, and then you just it's, don't. It's kind of nice. It's so nice when you're just like you're just know like what's coming at of me now. <laughs> yeah, it's usually when you're avoiding like a different home oh, task yeah, yeah, yeah. that you really needed yeah. to do. Yeah, like, and I was. Yeah, <laughs> and I was. So, but well, congratulations. I feel better. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a big meaty topic for big today, meaty. so I feel like it's we should probably fork meat. on into it. Yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> like I said earlier. Today's topic is rejection sensitive dysphoria, also called emotional disorder in the UK slash a lot of European art articles. So keep oh. that in mind, our overseas peeps. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, but I think I think they're converting, or maybe we're converting. Doesn't matter. Someone's converting to something. It, or maybe or I not. made that up. Um, <laughs> or they're not. So so <laughs> if you hear about emotional disorder. And it's labeled as E D, and it's not erectile <laughs> dysfunction because I read it first that way, and I was like, whoa. That, one's, that
0: one's been taken. Attitude magazine, get it together here. By erect yeah, erectile dysfunction and eating disorder. Yeah. It's like ED is already confusing right. enough in you situations. Get where a different where, one. <laughs> like legitimately, sometimes I'll see someone make a TikTok and they're like talking about ED. and I'm like, erectile dysfunction? What does this have to do? I'm on the wrong with side it? of TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't care about this. <laughs> oh, eating disorder. I see. Yeah. Rejection sensitivity dysphoria is our topic today, burp, burp, burp. <laughs> <laughs> except not fun because
1: uh, it's it not, sucks. it really sucks, but yeah. first, this episode was, I want to say inspired by um, our good friend Russ, who is a good listener, he is uh, He's a great listener, <laughs> poll participant, yeah. and all around good guy, and actually had a comment about one of our past episodes where we mentioned rsd and trauma and then this started kind of a discussion and i was like oh my gosh we just need to have a o-
0: whole episode about this this one's for you russ uh- <laughs> thanks for the su- suggestion russ so well it wasn't really a suggestion well, he had a question thanks then for I- the inspiration yeah russ, it was it say. was
1: a inspiration yes question question in question in Ooh, oh i like that <laughs> not to be confused with perspiration <laughs> but it could be oh man okay, okay. we've got a long episode what, what are we, we doing sh- we should probably this is start nothing. yeah and here we go and we're starting all right One, so two, three, go rejection sensitive dysphoria rsd ed whatever you want to call it this is a trait. don't call it
0: ed though
1: don't, yeah <laughs> call it it's RSD. very confusing yeah you know, I was just thinking about. I was like, why don't why don't the people who call it ED name it something else so it's less confusing? And then I realized, oh, that's just RSD. It should be just named RSD. Yeah, just call it okay. RSD. There's already a new name for it. Yeah, yeah, it's RSD. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> um. <laughs> so this is a trait of neurodivergence because I want to include autism in here mm, because this yes. happens with them as well. Um, and it's a hyper response or a hypersensitivity to a perceived rejection or criticism. And the key word here is perceived because I know everybody gaslights themselves every once in a while into thinking that something they did was wrong. Yes. So it doesn't even have to be a real rejection or critique. It can be your image of yourself being rejected by someone who probably didn't reject you. Hmm. Or maybe they did. Or maybe they did. And this can manifest as feelings as shame, rejection, guilt, depression... In legitimate physical pain. They well, have measured validating. this. Yeah. It literally causes physical pain. And so it's no longer
0: just like he or she is just sensitive. It's like, oh, wow, this is a person in pain. Mm. Did you come across anything about like what's happening to the nervous system in that moment too? I, I could have, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll, I'll try to remember. To we talk have too about, much to talk about today, Grace. I'll try to remember to talk about that on another episode Okay, uh, because I think that's also a valid aspect of it where it kind of like throws you into this like fight or flight response. Yes. So I'll talk about uh, your, what's happening with your nervous system at a later date. There's there's a lot to go over yes. today.
1: This is going to be information heavy Um, So, RSD can mimic and is often confused with mood disorders, depression, bipolar, which kind of explains why ADHDers are misdiagnosed so much. Um, That on top of ableism. And and ableism. And misogyny. Right. And racism. Anyway. Exactly. Um, So, it's just uh, added to the pile. Um, Yep. (laughs) So, and even in extreme cases of RSD can bring about suicidal ideation, which is... Wild, but I believe it. I believe Um, it too. And I just want to go over um, the differences between a mood disorder and rejection-sensitive dysphoria. Um, Mood disorders are usually, there's no trigger. It's just kind of out of the blue. All of a sudden, you have this big mood swing, low mood. And in RSD, there's always a clear trigger, Mm. like that person didn't laugh at my joke Mm. or this person hasn't responded to my text or they they responded
0: differently with like an okay period Mm. instead of like, ha ha ha, LOL. And like, even though the trigger might not be perceived from an external person being like, they just didn't get a a response by their text. So that's the big deal. Internally, there is a connection between that happening and whether you know it or not, something else previously in your life where it was this big, like traumatic, trigger or whatever this big like event that was really upsetting to you so this you know little trigger brings up that big response i mean our triggers aren't necessarily logical you know but right right it doesn't have to make sense it's just there is a clear trigger yes this thing happened and
1: now my mood is very Mm. low and so there's a clear whereas a mood disorder is like all of the sudden or maybe not so sudden which we're going to talk about next I have this very low mood. And then the other big thing with mood disorders is the timeline. Usually it's an onset over multiple weeks and then it lasts forever. Hmm. At least two weeks is like the diagnosis. It has to oh, be God. over two weeks, right? So is that for
0: bipolar? That is thinking? for
1: depression. Oh. It has to if you're having a, a major depressive disorder episode.
0: That is an aspect of bipolar, right? Right, but yes. you're talking about just depression generally,
1: yeah, and just in kind of like clumping those into mood disorders. I got you, yeah. So it has to be this like low mood episode has to. It's a gradual onset. It's like not all of a sudden like this like turn of a dime. Mm. Is that the saying?
0: Yeah yeah i think so okay yeah turn of a dime how many know. people are turning dimes i don't know why that's a saying i mean maybe they're spinning them at the spin of a dime
1: at the, at the twirl of a dime <laughs> there's like all of a sudden low mood with mood disorders it's very much this gradual onset of like my mood is lower and lower and lower now it's super low and then it
0: stays super low forever yeah i feel like with rsd it feels like you've been like slapped across the face yes it's, like that instant like Oh, I can't even describe it. Right. Just that sinking feeling.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the mood shift is like instantaneous. Mm. It's like all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. Where you get like an email out of the blue that right. says something that triggers that. And then your whole day, you can't stop thinking about it. You're like right. perseverating, right. obsessing, can't move off of it. Right. And then it ends quickly, though.
1: Mm. It's like in a matter of hours or a day, rarely lasts longer than a few hours,
0: you know? Yeah. I, unless I feel like I've had some where they can last well not a, you know the, it's not, not maybe, two weeks yes 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 maybe they'll last a few days where mm-hmm. i'm really like maybe a couple of days if it's been like a big event of an yeah. rsd where i'm like oh feeling just like gutted right. by this thing and then yeah then i'm not feeling like that every day but then whenever i remember it i'll have that like a gut punch right, right memory right. but yeah you're right it's not like consistently for two plus right. weeks it's just exactly like, yeah
1: yeah so and it says here rarely over a few hours but it doesn't mean never over a few hours Mm. you know it's just like on average yeah so big things rsd versus mood disorder rsd is there's a clear trigger that creates this response and it happens quickly and then it goes away shortly
0: Mm. and then the opposite is true for the other one yeah and that's an important distinction because so many people are misdiagnosed as having a mood disorder when it's just like adhd or autistic emotional dysregulation slash rsd which is frustrating. And that's why we made the podcast.
1: Yay! Yay! So, um, I wanna just dip our I know I hate feet, but I wanna dip my toe into people pleasing yep. and then I wanna quickly get out. All um, right, dip so R S D is this can create this kind of fear response. Loose
0: buddy, no no no. Right no. in the middle of this. Come on.
1: I worked really hard.
0: She's mid sentence.
1: It's taking all my effort not to be distracted.
0: Oh, no, go bother someone else. Where's your father? Go find your father. He's napping. Where's your buddy? Go get your buddy. Go lay down with him. Is Ian the buddy? Yeah. Okay.
1: Maybe if we just don't say anything, she'll go away. Like she'll the forget. She'll forget like we're the dinosaurs here. on
0: Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, If you just don't freeze, move, she won't sense you.
1: Also, did you know that the T-Rex arms are backwards? They're supposed to be backwards like a bird.
0: Oh. They're not
1: front facing. They're backwards I, I actually, like the shoulder joint. We've always grown up
0: that makes so and much it's sense. backwards. I just saw a great TikTok talking about uh, the art of paleontology, whatever it's called, where you're like recreating what oh my the gosh. dinosaurs look like. Yes, and how he was. T- do you see this one where he was talking about like if you look at a beaver, an X-ray of a beaver's tail. Yeah, their tail looks nothing like that in the bone structure. Right. It just looks like a tiny little bone. So how many dinosaurs have we been drawing completely incorrectly, and how yeah. many dinosaurs were like much cuter than we give them credit for? Right, right, right. Like, okay, everybody, go back. To the cassowary,
1: when we did the cassowary bod, Mm. that thing is a dinosaur. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that that thing is not it. That is a vicious velociraptor in my mind.
0: I agree. I mean, I'll stab you in the heart. Um, All right. Back to people pleasing. Lucy ruined everything. But
1: Uh, (laughs) As you can imagine, people who have rejection sensitivity dysphoria tend to fear rejection. That's like, that's the whole thing. Yes. It's easy to draw that line. Yes. And then with this fear they can develop these adverse habits like people pleasing so they avoid being rejected and avoid that whole emotional response in general. Hmm. Um and I would love to discuss this further, I but I too. feel like it deserves a whole episode.
0: Yeah, we should put that on the list actually. That'd be good Put it good. on the list. Um and masking also kinda goes along with right. that one too. Where I guess I guess people pleasing is like there's definitely masking involved mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, also just masking our behaviors if we've been rejected publicly right. for, for ex- just a random example, how loudly we're speaking. Oh, my God. You know, and we're like shamed for like, calm down. You're being way too loud. Like, why right. are you being so loud? Or toe walkers. People yeah. who are toe walkers are shamed. Yes. And so then you are essentially forced to kind of mask that behavior because you've been taught that behavior is wrong and bad and embarrassing. And so you better hide it. Otherwise, you'll be rejected. So that just, you know, leads to a bunch of masking, which can look, you know, come out in the form of people pleasing or come out in the form of, I don't know, just doing whatever to try to just fit in or not be bullied, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. So like I said, we need to do a whole thing on that. But just, because
1: yes, um, we will there's get definitely get a big connection between the two. And now to get to the, the inspiration. So Russ had a good question about, we mentioned in an earlier episode, and I don't know which one, don't ask me we mentioned a little bit about rsd and trauma and how those are connected and his comment was well there was a new article by attitude magazine that said the opposite of that is true what do you think about that and here is my response russ because i sent him a big Get email ready. but i have updates and uh, <laughs> But let me walk you through the timeline, okay? All right. So in March of 2022, Attitude Magazine released an article about RSD and trauma. It's linked in the show notes below. And it basically suggested that all clinicians, when they're screening for ADHD and they make the diagnosis, they should also screen for trauma. Hmm. They are often occurred together or one is misdiagnosed Mm, as the other. Yep they discuss a little bit that undiagnosed ADHD is traumatic and causes trauma which yes. we have been saying for Ballad. a while yes. you know you know running around in your in a world that's like set up to be against you mm-hmm. and the way that your brain naturally functions is stressful yep julia stamen stammen is a license also linked below in the show notes she's a licensed counselor apparently has telehealth stuff oh interesting out of texas arizona Out of the South. And um, she has a whole big blog post on her website that describes exactly that. She also believes that ADHD, RSD, and trauma are all linked. One can cause the other. They can be together but separate. And they can be their own entities. They're all kind of, it's all gray. Mm. Now we go on to July. Okay. In July, and this is where it gets weird. Russ, I need your help on this. In July of 2022. Dr. Dobson, who is a regular writer for Attitude Magazine, wrote this article, New Insights to ADHD. And I know for, I feel like I'm, it's crazy because I know I read that and it clearly stated in the article that it was his belief that there was no connection between trauma and ADHD. And it was like literally a whole paragraph about it. And it literally said there, now we know that there is no link between trauma and ADHD and RSD. And it was like, Okay, and this was like the new update, the new insight, and it was written in July or June or something and Now I either cannot find that article. We'll talk about it, okay, so this article comes out, and it's highly criticized because many people like Jess Meadows, who's a blogger, I also linked her her blog below. she blogs a lot about um blah 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 blah. No, she had a very I would say respectfully critical blog about this particular article and dr dobson saying that basically he just kind of states facts without diving deep and maybe because he had like a word he had to get so many words in Mm -mm. you know yeah and it kind of just negates and dismisses all of the trauma that can be an adhd experience especially maybe those with comorbidities autism anxiety or those who have been misdiagnosed, or those who have been diagnosed later in life. Or, you know, every other ADHD person who's just trying to make it in a neurotypical world is very dismissive of, like, how traumatic and stressful that can be. Mm. And she's not the only one. There are very other articles who also describe this. Mm. So I read this, and then I got to look at the DMs. The DMs were, like, from last month. Excuse me as- Okay, we're back. So I sent this email to Russ with all these links and stuff, including the article in question on October 24th. And I know on that day it said in this article, the whole thing about there's no connection. We don't think there's any connection anymore. And now it doesn't.
0: Now it doesn't even
1: mention trauma. It mentions a bunch of other stuff that I thought was helpful and insightful. And I think everybody should read this article. So I don't know if like... So it's the same article? I feel like I'm living in an alternate reality. It's the same link because I go back to the link that I sent Russ. It's the same fucking link. So I don't know if it was updated. I don't know if they took it down and put another one up and mm. used the same link. I don't know what happened. Maybe I just can't find this article and I'm just like confusing myself. I want answers. <laughs> Did we change the article without giving like a hey, yeah. we're sorry. I'm just, I'm very confused. We regularly use Attitude. That's our main source of information because mm. I think it's the, I think they have a lot of good pl- publishing, but I do I tend to disagree with that article. And now I think it's even now i just feel like now that I can't even find the article. I'm like extra super suspicious. Yeah,
0: that is suspicious. And it
1: is suspicious that there's no like and maybe 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 there is an article
0: and I just can't find it. But I looked something's going on. It's very strange. Yeah, I guess my whole thing is like, if it's not trauma, what is it? You know, right. like, I don't, I guess I don't know how you could just make a blanket statement and say it's not connected to the trauma. Because if you think about RSD, and we're about to get into our own personal experiences with our, like, what triggers our RSD in a minute, whether we're aware of it or it's buried down deep in our brains, it's all tied to like one trauma, I would say traumatic event of like, I was stressed, tra- shamed for this thing. Right. And now, whenever I get a trigger that, brings up that shame in my body I feel it as if it's happening the first time it happened right. you know what is that if not trauma again right you know like that's my whole thing right
1: I feel like saying that there's no connection between RSD and trauma is is dismissive yes. of the experience I I completely agree with this Jess Meadows I think I I I wish I could go back to the original article and read what it reread what his reasoning was but it seemed, at least from when I first read the article, it seemed like he was like, "This is what we're thinking now." Which maybe it was a short little blurb, but how can you dismiss that? We've this is like the whole reason we started the podcast because it is so stressful to be just walking around in life when yep. your brain doesn't work the way everybody else's brain works,
0: especially with the tasks that were not like naturally good at, right. which are all, especially for women or female presenting people, it's all like executive functioning right. base of organization and time management and, you know, appearance and self-care or whatever. Not and us. Yeah. And so it's like an extra added layer of shame to walk around having like an opposite brain of that, you right. know, like those are all the things I'm especially bad at. It's really shameful. You know, it's like, you're always kind of living in this fear of like being called out and shame.
1: I agree. How about this? I would love to be proven wrong. I would love to know that there is this weird, mysterious article that wasn't mysteriously updated. But well, like what? That, what would it be? I would love the explanation. I guess I would love to go back and do this, look at the explanation, but I can't because I can't find the article or it's not there. So I don't weird. know. I doodly doodly do, doodly doodly yeah, it's a little doodly mystery. Doodly Where's like the X Files? The truth is out there. Yeah, <laughs> that,
0: that's the song I was doing. That's my ringtone.
1: I don't. I would love to be proven wrong. I would love to have like a full discussion with someone who states. Who thinks that these are not related, that they're two coinciding things? I think you can have trauma. I think you can have RSD. I think it's possible for them to be together. I think it's possible for them to be separate. I
0: think that would be harder in my brain. It'd be harder. What would RSD be? Because, like with ADHD, it's how we're born, it's like how our brains are structured and shaped. Right. Whereas trauma is something that happens after you're born, where it's like an injury. Essentially to your brain, you know, to the certain area of your brain. Right. What what would RS be if not trauma? Is it like like a disease that you like get? Tra- like it just doesn't make I think like from what I understand it, it was just
1: like a, a trait. Like ADHDers have this. They're just um, they're just emotional is what it really came off as. And I just <laughs> Yeah, I just And can't maybe really this wrap is me just being upset. That. But I, I'm I'm upset that I can't find the original article. I know I'm like someone please right. prove me wrong. Someone please Please, 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 Let's ask
0: Russ about it, um, yes. All of this is to say, Russ, that we're not – I mean, you guys have had a nice uh, ongoing discussion, it sounds like, but mm-hmm. we're not saying, like, one side is right or wrong. Um, but I also think this is a, an important thing to kind of, like, analyze the sources that we use right. and not just taking every single thing – you know, as fact, even for the resources that we use, Attitude Magazine, Chad, like, I mean, look how wrong researchers and psychiatrists and doctors have been about ADHD and autism for any... Hundreds, yeah, any any mental illness or mental disorder or learning Right, homosexuality
1: was in the DSM for a while. Oh, yeah, as was, like, hysteria. Oh, yeah, uterine congestion. Yes, so... That's my favorite one to discuss. <laughs> Uterine congestion. Yeah, what is that a, it, Make it make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but for this too, make it make sense. Yes. If, if you're on team RSD and trauma are...
0: Well, okay. I wanted to finish that oh, thought sorry. about how it's you know important to look at our resources and yeah, kind of consider not just like, do I think this is true or not? Because it's not, you know, that's not how opinions work, but just kind of like considering all the voices and opinions that aren't being included in this conversation and i think
1: actually the blog by jess meadows which is linked below um definitely touches on that i i just i can't i always try to see both sides to every argument unless it's like straight up hate speech well well yeah and then unless the other side just doesn't make sense yes it doesn't make sense (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I just, but maybe that's just because maybe there's a valid argument out there. Maybe there's a valid reason why. But right now, I don't
0: see it. And I can't find it. And I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to I'm very interested. And we can also talk about this on the next time we kind of talk more on the subject because I want I do want to talk about what's happening with the nervous system and everything, because I think that will also give us some more insight into, you know, the trauma RSD link. But I can't remember what else I was going to say. But yeah, we can maybe we'll maybe you can find this article or maybe it never existed or. Yeah, I feel can. like I'm going crazy because I know I I like.
1: I remember reading it. So now it's like... Yeah, because I thought that's why Russ had emailed yes, us. Saying, that's the whole like, point of the... I have email documentation and then I click on the link that I sent.
0: Yeah. And he was saying, oh, actually, it's interesting in this Attitude article. They were actually yes. saying that there isn't
1: a link. Yes. And now, and now the article is gone or changed. I don't know. It's do redacted. Do 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 do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, if someone could find it, that'd be great. If there is a other side to this argument, I would love to hear it and discuss further. Um, But from what I have looked into, I cannot. I cannot
0: find, like, the other side of the story. And for now, I'm just going to keep saying that it's linked to trauma because- that just feels right in my heart, and it feels like trauma. It's just, it's just, I think it's so, I
1: can't get over the fact that I can't find this article. It's driving me bonkers.
0: Well, get over it, because are you ready to move on to our personal RSD? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry. You got to let that article go. I know. I'm going to think about it later, though. All right. You can think about the it later. The research continues.
1: All right. Uh, You, wanna you want to go first? You want me to go first? You want to go first? I mean, you can go first. I can go first. Yeah. Here I go. You go first. So I think I have a, I think... If I am ever critiqued at work with like my sewing ability, I first of all one, I'm my biggest critique.
0: Yes. Um I think that's why critiques hurt so much because it's like how could I have missed this? How, yeah, exactly. Th- that's are you very true. Something to critique that I critique I myself all the
1: time. Yeah. And this one thing I thought I was good at and now you want to point something else. Like, let me just jump off a cliff. Yeah. That's really. the worst.
0: That's the worst for me is when I think I'm doing really well. I feel like it's happened to me my whole life right. where I like took a test. and I'm like, I actually think I did pretty well on that. And then I get back and it's like a 60. I'm like, and what you're the like, fuck? Son of a gun. Like, if I hadn't tried at all, I wouldn't be hurt by this. But it's the right. fact that I was so like caught off guard with like, I really thought I had nailed it. Yeah. That really triggers that RSD for me so bad when you think you're doing well. Right, and I think in medicine we should be critiqued.
1: That's the whole like process, yes, you know no one's perfect, you're always striving to be better, mm. even if you're an expert at one thing. you should always you know strive to be better, sure, because it's not about you, it's about the patients mm. um every time there's you know kind of a poor outcome, I definitely take it personally, and I feel yeah. like I should, and I know sometimes in medicine, like especially in surgery, you're like you can't take it personally. I always do. And I think you always should. And well, I know. I don't know if you should. I, I mean, unless it wasn't like, I think I feel very bad for the patient if there's a poor outcome. Yes. Even if, you know, maybe they're not very compliant. Maybe they're f- still smoking four packs a day or their diabetes is uncontrolled. Sure. But I think I you always- can mourn
0: a poor outcome without taking it personally as, like, well, I killed that person because I didn't read enough articles on this subject or whatever. Because that's an extreme thing.
1: You know, if you have a poor outcome and it's clearly your fault,
0: like well, yes, but I'm saying if oh. it just like it just didn't go well because you know sometimes the situation yeah. is just like so, there's yeah, nothing sometimes that in can medicine, no matter
1: what you do, there's going to be a poor outcome. Exactly, and that sucks. So that's what I'm saying. I do take it personally, but I I do think like I guess if I'm a patient and I have a poor outcome, I want my doctor to care.
0: Yes, you know, but once again, caring and blaming yourself are two very different things. Yeah. You can care without beating yourself up as if you personally like killed this person. Okay, let me give
1: a different example that's not me. Okay. Christopher also works in medicine, but he works he like helps schedule people and get people appointments, gets patients appointments and stuff. Um and if he has a hard time like scheduling someone with like a busy work schedule or if they have to schedule someone like 4 months out for a vasectomy or something, mm. he takes that personally and I feel so bad because I know he's like shoot and I'm like, it's not his fault at all. It's like mm. a part. It's like they're booked up. You know, yeah. everybody wants the snip. But <laughs>
0: good as they should.
1: But yeah, but he's just like he gets so bummed out. He's like, oh, I had to schedule them in, you know, in three months. You know, bummer. And I'm like, yeah, it's a bummer, but like you can't take it personally.
0: Yeah, that's just like but, how time works.
1: Yeah, I, I think oh. I. I don't know. I struggle with it because I think you should. Be upset if it doesn't work out for your – if something happens with your patient, you have a poor outcome. I think it's a sign of a good – it shows that you care. You know, we're not robots, especially in medicine. No one goes into – if you go into medicine for money, you're in the wrong field for sure. Um, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody.
0: Well, I mean, they. Some people. I mean, that is the right field for some people to make money
1: for medicine. No, if for
0: people who don't care,
1: you if, can if, make if... money way in better, better ways. Oh well, yeah, yeah, it's not the best way to make money. No, no but, like, If you want definitely... to make money, don't do medicine. It's a different. You got to like want to do medicine to go into medicine because mm. you won't last because yeah. it sucks uh, emotionally. It's very emotionally attacking. and that's why because people. Some people just don't do well. That being said. I also have RSD in like weird ways. Like one time, I brought the wrong type of apples home, and I think Christopher just made a fact like, "Oh, Red Delicious like, we don't like these. We like the Honey Crisp." And I'm like, "He's right. We do. We don't like Red Delicious. They're the worst type of apple." Stupid. And I'll stand by that. And if someone wants to argue about Red
0: Deliciouses versus Honey Crisp, you monsters. Wait, what are you saying? Is the good one and the bad one the Honey
1: Crisps, the superior apple? Is the good one? Yes. And the red delicious i don't like a red
0: delicious it's garbage that's a garbage, Is that the one it's a garbage the, apple The four things on the bottom the four just it stands up tall it, it looks tall like you're like quintessential apple yeah oh not. i'm thinking macintosh i like a macintosh macintosh are great i don't like it yeah it's like no honey that. crisp i don't like a tall
1: red one the tall red ones the red delicious they're not very delicious they taste like
0: garbage <laughs> well it tastes like peat moss i think very specific I was going to say um RSD especially like that also definitely ties into perfectionism which many neurodivergent people also struggle with where you know you had a traumatic experience of you did you brought you got the wrong thing and someone got like irrationally angry or was like it ruined Well you no know, that's it ruined the thing something. is that he didn't get a, he, I think he
1: said something as a matter of fact and I perceived yes. it as a critique because when it was that. more of a Matter of fact statement. Yes. But because of that RSD, you took it uh, as this personal, see, okay,
0: okay, okay. Yes. because of, which is tied to your perfectionism of you must do everything correctly. Right. Don't want to upset anyone. You know, I just have to be on it. I just have to be on top of stuff and just have more control over myself. And then I'll be able to get things perfect. And if you... If Christopher says something that points out, even though he wasn't meaning to no, mean it was, or point it it out, like it's just statement. an observation. Yeah,
1: It was an observation, yes. But
0: he pointed out where you, you know. I was a failure. Made, yeah, were a failure in your mind. And so you took I think it was personally. even, it wasn't even, it was a, it was a to-go
1: order. So it was, I didn't even pick out the apples. Oh, so like they put in the wrong. But it was my, in my mind, it was my, it was, it was, uh. I need to go to therapy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I think that is the summary. Semi- For some reason, and I don't
1: know why, but I took it personally as like it was my fault. I should have just gone to the store and pick out the apples myself yeah. because I would have never put a – I would never have a Red Delicious as a second fiddle to Honeycrisp.
0: Yeah. See, I feel like I don't take those situations personally. Like I don't have RSD over that. I'm just like, well, you should have fucking done it yourself then. Like you get what you get. You don't get upset. Yeah, know? but I was Mine, my my RSD. I don't like the apples. Yeah.
1: But that – that it one affected both my... of us. Uh, anyway, it was a stupid <laughs> example. I'm mad I brought it up. you? Um, <laughs> why don't you talk more about okay. your RSD? Because yeah. I don't think we're going anywhere. No, I feel like
0: your two examples were very specific, and you, as we broke them down, you don't, you don't even feel good about those examples. So I,
1: I, I I'm feel not trying it, to I,
0: invalidate your RSD. I'm just trying to like, I have a lot of it. Dive into the crux of it. You know? Yeah. And I do think that perfectionism is at you know the base of it.
1: Yes, it is. I'm agreeing with you. Yes. Okay. Because we have to move Sounds on. Sounds snippy. Okay. Like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. I'm just.
0: I'm ready. Matter, I'm ready to move on. All right. I, I we'll I'm talk done about... with the subject. Okay. I, can I, can <laughs> I say my thing though? Yeah. Okay. i just kidding. All right. Um, yeah. I think I have a lot of my RSD is, like I said, surrounding my executive functioning, like my organization, time management. I mean there are certain situations where I don't give a shit if I'm late to things but it's more like, like yeah it's more like for a job yeah sorry it's not that I don't care it's that I know you're not going to be like super pissed at me no you know? i I just like to bring it up yes and then you were immediately an hour and a half late to the next yep. event we had so you, <laughs> you don't even go- it's not even a valid thing for you to bring up because <laughs> you did the same exact thing I know get off your high horse I I I'm on no horse <laughs> <Good. laughs> I don't have a low horse sit on the ground yeah, I guess my time RSD is more like for work, yes. like especially with scheduling, because I've always been so bad at like thinking ahead, planning ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a very last minute grace. I'm, you know, get things in late or like almost too late or especially when there's like other people involved where it's like you have to get this thing done. So then that person can, can get that thing done. Or like with scheduling for, epis- for uh, like guests for like Tracy's podcast. Yes. It's like if you don't get it done by this date, you're kind of fucked, like you kind of fucked yourself over. And now you have this whole stressful rush and the shame of like, I didn't get going on that fast enough. And now, you know, I've messed everything up. Right. I feel like that's where I feel a lot of RSD because I know I'm really bad at time management. Yes. And it's so important in our society. And so I just like am very, very triggered by me making a time mistake or right. you know, something like that. Like checking emails and having to like forward an email to someone, but I didn't check my email fast enough, and now it's been like a few days. And then you have the shame of having to like forward this email that was from like a week ago, right? right. Yeah, it just like makes me feel, sick and they're like, This setup. email
1: was from a week ago, and you're like, Yeah,
0: yep, yeah, so if it's
1: really important you should call, yep.
0: Um, and there have been situations not for Tracy, and I won't specify but there have been some situations not with things that like really really mattered. Um, but emails where I'm like, I should have forwarded this two weeks ago, and I didn't. I'm just gonna yeah. delete it. <laughs> That's a pizza secret right there. Uh, but I'll just delete. Secret. I'll delete. Just things. delete
1: it, and then it never. i be happened. like, I never got it. Yeah, it's like never, it never got happened. It. Magic. <laughs> just gotta race. It's a little uh, life tip for you guys out yeah. there.
0: <laughs> and then you can just play stupid, you know. And then I also like you. I get a lot of RSD from any like feedback from a boss on my work. Oh yeah, like especially if i was supposed
1: to be healthy feedback but it never i take it, as, it yeah it, it, you're just like this is this is just to, to make a better person out of me a better worker and yes. then you're just like i am nothing i'm the
0: worst yeah i guess it depends on how it's presented to me but i need a very very delicate presentation because i take failure very hard right um yeah especially if i like worked really hard on it or i thought i'd done a good job and then socially you and i were talking about this the being told that you're talking too loud uh, or you're too excited about something. You're like, calm down. Why are you I, being so ex- – why are you so crazy about that? Nothing is more devastating than being told that you're too loud.
1: Yes. It's so shameful. You're, you're. Why is your voice so loud? Why are you yelling?
0: Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I guess I'll just never talk I'll again. I'll never talk
1: again. I'm going to – I'm just going to leave. I might as well not even be here. Yes.
0: like Because we uh, – because it's a – first of all, it's a trait of our ADHD that we have poor – self-regulation with like all things but that includes right i don't know, know how voice, loud i am voice regulation i know i'm not aware of it i'm i'm talking I especially when i get excited i get loud yes yes so we're like i'm not gonna say i hate when people say overly emotional we have big emotions you know we get we feel a lot we get big highs and big lows yes that's a good way to say it. and so, sorry i'm not a robot and i have feelings and like when we're in that pure moment of excitement or joy We're in those moments because we're not masking. Like we're just feeling something so genuinely, like we're genuinely so excited about this thing or we're so, you know, this thing is so funny. And then someone makes that comment of like, why are you being so loud? And it instantly is like, oh, I wasn't masking. Like that's for me, my reaction of like, oh shit, I slipped for a minute. I wasn't watching myself. And that's like so shameful and so upsetting Ugh. to have that feeling of like, oh, I forgot to mask my excitement. I forgot to pretend like I wasn't feeling what I'm feeling. Also, if you're a person who comments on how loud people's speeches are,
1: fuck you. Yeah, they're but, just let them be excited. Yeah, you can. You can. You know what? If 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 it's too loud, then talk about it later. Okay.
0: Yes. And actually Ian and I have had to come up with a bit of a system because Lily and I are both loud talkers, especially when we get excited, right. especially Lily, right. but both of us, we can be very boisterous. And my parents always would do the thing where, and it would always be like, sorry, mom, dad, if you're listening to this, but I know you're not. It would always be like, felt like unnecessarily like mean where it's like, AC, AC, where it's like, you're being Acy. crazy. And it's like, there's a way to say it, like, cause I also yeah, understand on the right. other side of it, many neurodivergent people right. also have very sensitive ears. Like we're very sensitive right, to sound. Right. So sometimes it, I get it, you know, for Ian, I can be too loud sometimes where it's like, you're heard. This is physically uncomfortable for me. Yeah. But I told him when you shush me in any way that reminds me of how my mom would do it, it like makes me shut down so hard because I, it's so like shameful. Yeah. yeah. Where you're, where it's like, whoa, shh, quiet. That's too loud. So he and I had to figure it, you know, because it's also not fair for me to expect him to just, like, deal with it if I'm, like, making him physically uncomfortable. But it's also, I feel like, not fair for him to, you know, do something that triggers me in such a specific way that is a trait of my ADHD. Yeah. What's so your we, system? I think he waits until I hit, like, which might Peak take volume. a while. No, it <laughs> might take a while, but he waits until I hit a natural pause, <laughs> if that ever comes. But then he'll say something... I can't remember exactly what he says. He'll be, he'll say it very gently. He'll be like, do you think you could just turn down your volume a little bit? Like, I'm still listening. I still want to hear the story. You know, something like that where, and we've taught, he's explained before about how, you know, loud noises are very painful to him. And so I know the reasoning why, which is also helpful. So partners out there of ADHDers, if you explain why, you know, sometimes you do want to tell your partner you're being a little, you know, your voice is a little too loud for me right now. Talk about why. Give them an explanation because otherwise we just take it as like, you're being embarrassing. You're being, you know, this is a shameful behavior. You're not being normal. Quiet down. So, yeah, I feel like knowing why and talking about how can you like give me a cue that I'm like need to take my tone down a little bit without like stamping out my joy. Yeah. I feel like it's important to communicate the big C. The big C. to To find that in between, you know? Right. But, yeah, don't ever do this. Don't ever just, like, shush someone because, God, it's painful. And it hurts yeah, hurt, so it hurts.
1: much yep. more than your ears could, I would yes, say. Yes, yeah, it's I like agree. It's like a deeper pain. Yes, I agree. Yeah, Christopher, sometimes he gets excited in the car and he does these, like, sharp, sudden noises. And it's, like, the most stressful thing. One time mm. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm driving in the car and I just go, oh, it's too
0: loud well it probably scares you uh
1: well yeah I'm, I'm also a bit of a startler you're very easily and I'm, and I'm startled we've talked about i'm not a great driver because i no, i um am easily distracted but yes. if you're gonna yell something loud and like almost shrill it just feels like you're stabbing me in the ear so yes. I cry
0: yes that sudden noise is very different i would say yeah. than just like being excited But it's also loud yes it's like both but yes. i hate that
1: um I need to explain that more to him. Yeah. He, he, well, I think he, like, took the hint after I started crying, so. um <laughs> Good. Maybe that's not appropriate for the car while I'm trying to drive.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's a safety issue. But you at know? the same
1: time, like, you know, he gets really excited sometimes. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Colorful leaves. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would be important to talk about finding a balance of, like, I get that you're very, very excited about this, and I don't want to squash your joy and excitement, but, like, what's a sound or a way that you could, like, share that excitement or make that excited noise that's not going to like make me cry <laughs> right <laughs> because right. you know yeah that's one of those like got to find a balance all right and last section before we do our bod bud, i
1: want your bod i want your bod some people do remember that they took a poll on it nice some people do remember
0: that Good. commercial i'm glad glad I'm not i feel losing less it. I d I don't know why they wild. I don't know why they stopped the commercial. It was a terrible commercial. No, I was gonna say I don't know why they like scoured the internet, why they just like wiped it from the internet. They should, because it was a terrible But there's so many terrible things from that time. Yeah. I know. Where can't we at least like look back and laugh at it? Nice bod. All right. Last section. This is all me because Kristen said nothing can be done about RSD and I I (laughs) I, I you, lo- you said I don't have any tips for I it. I don't which have is valid. any tips because I I usually have a lot to discuss. but yes. they're not tips. Yep. Um. And I said, well, my obnoxious tip, of course, is going to be you could do things like tapping. But then that made me think about for real, uh, just like somatic therapies in general. Can you explain what that means? Yes. So somatic therapies are like body-based therapies. So like tapping, um, the BBS. Yes, the BBS body-based. Body yes. Yoga, a move, uh, movement therapy, dance therapy, uh, yeah, EMDR is that eye movement desensitization reprocessing. But essentially, because based on our current model, now that, that article doesn't exist, RSD is connected to trauma, and we talk about how trauma, like, it is... still
1: may exist. I'm just saying I can't find it.
0: Well, who knows? I would
1: love to be proven wrong. Okay,
0: I'll stop bringing up this okay. goddamn article. Uh, but like, trauma lives in your body, like it's stored in your body. We know that, and so. There's two different categories for therapies. There's like top down therapy, so that's cognitive therapy, but you know, your brain is the top and the down yeah. is your body talking therapy. Yeah, so talk therapy, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Those types of therapies are top down therapies and those are like, yeah, you cognitively like change these negative thoughts or things that you're saying to yourself and you change them to positives. But for a lot of neurodivergent people, we often have like a very strong awareness of our problems and we're like we know what's going on logically I know what I have to do logically I know I don't want to be this person yes, yes. I am if I <laughs> yeah if I could just like write the instructions for a different me to fix this right. I could I know you know what needs to be done it's just like you can't think your way out of trauma you can't think your way out of these patterns that you have and they so just are yes they live in your body they're you know they're kind of programmed into us Top-down therapy doesn't work a lot of the times for things like RSD or trauma or things that are more stored in your body, anxiety. So with bottom-up therapies, that's where you're doing body-based therapies, like using, it says, the wisdom of the body and movement to access trauma and emotions that are held in our fascia and our connective tissues. And so those bottom-up therapies, like yeah, body somatic therapy, tapping, yoga, blah, blah, all those ones I said, Mm -hmm. Those can be more helpful for releasing things like RSD, especially because we don't always know consciously what was this original trauma that, like, caused me to have this reaction every time I get a trigger by it. And so cognitive therapy wouldn't really help in those situations where you can't really, like, think your way out of this thing. Maybe it happened when you were, like, literally seven years old or something or four, you know, and you just don't remember this one trigger where it happened So bottom-up therapies are more getting it out of your body, and you don't necessarily have to, like, cognitively remember it in order for it to still live in your body. It's nice to include that physical aspect of your therapy when it comes to those things and those triggers that are also physical. Like, when you're having an RSD trigger, you're feeling it in your body. Like you said, you feel physical pain sometimes. Right. And so, you know, you can't just, like... you can't just think your way out of feeling that physical pain it has to like this trigger has to be removed from the body so that's really i feel like the only thing that you can like do about rsd I have no advice. Well, I was going to say, alternatively, uh, another thing you can do about RSD is never make any mistakes ever and make sure that <laughs> everything you do is absolutely perfect so you never get rejected. There you go. That's plan B. That's it. If somatic therapies don't work for you, yep. just, just Just change be everything better. about yourself. Just try yeah. harder and be better.
1: Yeah. Try to be less you and more not you.
0: Yes. Yeah. And then no one will ever reject you and then you never have to deal with that RSD. There Because you go. it won't happen. And that's a... Great way to end
1: the show, yep. okay, folks. With no. A healthy life <laughs> yeah. tip.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, for real. Don't do that. I guess. I guess another way to work on your RSD is to, you know, journaling would help. I guess. Yeah, working backwards through, like, what is this rejection that I'm feeling, and why am I feeling it? Like the thing with time, where I feel such a. Like, so much shame about not getting things done on time, but then I can kind of walk myself backwards. Time does not matter as much as our society makes it out to right. matter. And, like, right. I'm feeling so much rejection over this thing that I'm not naturally good at in my brain. I can't feel time. Right. And so, you know, also kind of like, I guess you can, in some ways, maybe little ones, you can think your way out of like, is that something I should feel shame about? Or is that something I've been made to feel shame about? And right. now I just. I kind of automatically feel it. But like, do I actually feel shame about this thing? Or can I kind of forgive myself of like, you're doing the best you can? Is that a more positive note to end it on? That is a
1: more positive note. Even more positive. Mm. Let's get into our bod.
0: All right, let's do it. All right, but before we do the bod, just real quick, this is the end of the episode. So then we're going to start fading out on the bod. Thanks for listening. Hope you learned something. Uh, let us know about your rejection sensitive dysphoria and what you feel RSD about. And let us know your thoughts on: is it trauma? Is it not trauma? Is it something else? Or yeah, if you can find that article, I would love I
1: would love to be proven
0: wrong. Yes, and thank you again, Russ, for this inspiration. You've really opened up a lovely conversation, and yeah. we hope to continue having it. And uh, yeah, this has been a great topic. You can follow us on all the podcast platforms, leave us a review, five stars only. Or if you're sending a one star, you gotta explain why. Yep, That's the rule.
1: So we have a Facebook group, we have Instagram, we had a TikTok, lost it. Not because we were kicked off, because we kicked off ourselves. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we said we're too old for this. We're right too now. old for this, and I don't know how to log back on. We also have a buy me a coffee account. Yep. Everything is linked below.
0: And that's it. Ready for the bowed? I'm ready. Okay, so this is inspired. We have an upcoming guest. Well, by the time this one comes out, it will have already happened. But you're looking at me like you don't believe me. No, because you're going to post this one today. No, I'm going to post bagel bite this week. This is the full length. Oh, fuck.
1: Yes, that's right. I thought. Okay. In honor of our recent guest, there you go, Priscilla, which was a lovely
0: episode, times two.
1: Yes. She brought her own bod. She did. She She was was prepared.
0: She was was so prepared. She had her
1: own alternative
0: segment also. Yeah, I'm- Crushing it.
1: It was great. I like, I like almost wanted to cry after. And I kept, I was telling my boss about it um, like the day after. I was like, we had the best time with Priscilla. And he was like, oh, is that a new friend you made? I was like, yeah. But we also interviewed her for a podcast and she had an amazing story. And I was so inspired by her. Anyway, in honor of Priscilla- we're doing the cactus wren, which is the Arizona State bird. Priscilla lives in Arizona. We're doing the Arizona State bird. Yep. I have a fun fact. Apparently it's known for its harsh, raspy voice. And I feel Me like too. Yeah. I feel like that's not true.
0: <laughs> Did I get it?
1: This is the one time I wish we had video. <laughs> I'm
0: glad we don't. (laughs) All right. I sound like a dog. I know. (laughs) I think you got to go a little higher. I got to go higher. Yeah. (laughs) That was pretty good. Professional. It does sound like a rabid little chihuahua. It is a little (laughs) raspy, I guess. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Me (laughs) me. Not natural. Okay. Uh, that was our
1: bod. That was our bod. Hope you enjoy the show. And bye bye.